Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. We're grateful you've joined us for this episode of the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. Uh, Lisa and I are having a conversation uh, today uh, in a bit of a, almost a, we would say a reflective mode. Uh, we've titled this podcast, Loyalty is Fierce. And the reason we did so is because this past weekend we hosted our three-day marriage story intensive uh, with uh, eight lovely, courageous, wonderful couples, uh, both Lisa and I and uh, Dan and Becky Allender. And we did some large group work, teaching, and then we spent some time in our small group, uh, some therapeutic work uh, as a small group with four couples, and just loved it. And uh, grateful for the, the journey that we were able to be a part of. And one of the the topics, one of the the large group teachings uh, that specifically Lisa and I spent time on was this whole notion of loyalty. And when I or we might say that word, I think we have different uh, thoughts, maybe your visions around what we mean by that word. And we we are coming from this framework that we each have a, a loyalty. And that loyalty is not just singular, but there's a, a almost a plurality to it, meaning that uh, because of the family uh, or the uh, experiences within our family, we develop certain loyalties. And, and part of the loyalties that we have are usually connected to ways that we live in the world that re- keep us safe, uh, that provide a need for us, uh, that because often in our own family and the way that we grew up in our, our family of origin, we had to develop strategies and ways of being in the world and so there's a loyalty to uh, this theme of being protected, the ways that we are seen, uh, the ways that we're noticed, uh, the ways that we're remembered. Uh, so part of our hope in this conversation is to invite those of you listening to be aware of where does your own loyalty lie with regard to the way you live in your marriage. Yeah, I, I think we had some great discussion this weekend on it, and I I was aware that there was some confusion. A loyalty oftentimes is maybe a positive word, you know, where mm-hmm. we're loyal to somebody. But what we're wondering about more is those areas, maybe in our family of origin, in our childhood, where um, we might have suffered some trauma, we might have suffered some strained relationships, or mm-hmm. might have been misattunement in areas with our parents, with our siblings, with our caregivers, and there were certain loyalties that were formed, as Steve said, in a response to survive, as a, as a response to make sense of our world, as a, as a way to um, formulate you know, our, our strategy of how we are going to be in the world. And we don't even realize that these loyalties are at play until we um, begin to look at those stories in our, our family of origin. Mm-hmm. And then we look at maybe some of these responses that we have that don't quite match or aren't um, as helpful um, in our adult lives. And and they seem to be kind of getting in the way and certainly getting in the way in our marriage because oftentimes these things are triggered and they come up and, um, and they play out. And 
it's confusing because they don't necessarily match what right. we're going through in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so it was really helpful to begin to have these conversations and and realize, you know, what are my loyalties and how are they connected to um, how I formulated a strategy as a young mm -hmm. as a young self, as a three year old, four year old, five year old, twelve year old. Right. Part of the the way in which we can reflect on loyalty is to wonder uh, where where are the moments, where are the experiences that my loyalty disrupts connection in my marriage. That's another uh, another a prompt, if you will, another way of reflecting uh, around this theme of loyalty. Uh, what you just said too, Lisa, was helpful around the, the childhood piece or the adolescent piece that we learned ways of being in the world, uh, particularly in our family that led to survival or led to uh, not just a physical survival, but more of an emotional survival. Uh, so we, we develop strategies, ways of being, uh, and it's another form of loyalty, a strategy, not synonymous, but close. There's a strategy of living relationally in the world. And so I can stay loyal to that way of being, uh, what I might, uh, how I might present myself, how I might live, uh, how I might engage in the world that uh, has this maybe illusion of protection or this way of being protected. And also, if we can go back to the core reality of, of the way in which we live in our marriage or the core desire within our marriage is that for each of us, we long to be seen and to be known. Those are, those are two primary ways of living relationally in the world, uh, particularly in our marriage, is this longing to be seen, longing to be known. And yet sometimes the loyalty protects us from that because the fear is that we will be unseen and unknown. And yet in moments where we are seen or in moments where we, are, where we do reveal ourselves, sometimes loyalty can impact and inhibit connection and maybe even perpetuate disconnection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's just helpful to jump right in and, and give an example. Sure. You know, because I think, it's, I think it'll really model and show what we're explaining and I think it'll make more sense, you know. Um, so... I can because so far it hasn't made sense. Well, I think it's it still feels th theoretical, and I think once we have an example of it, then I think it's easier to maybe connect to sure. in our own personal life. Sure. So, um, so I can jump in and share. Sure. Um, I and and, that, and we probably all have many loyalties, and um, I think for me, one of my main loyalties is just this idea of um, doing the right thing, and. Um, it was a, it was a big theme in my family. It was a, and it, it was connected to a lot of different areas, but, um, kind of doing the right thing and being the right way, um, felt like it went back to a really, really young part of myself, three and four, um, where I was very attuned to the idea that I needed to do the right thing so as not to upset anyone, especially my mother, um, and, you know, in our household, there was an, a lot of emotions. So um, it was usually connected to not causing a lot of emotions to be exposed or happening, you know, sadness, anger, hurt, frustration. And so to be able to try to control what I did and how, or how I responded or the way that I was to be, make sure I was doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so it was such, it's such a young core part okay, of so me. The loyalty is to the perception to do the right thing for right. you. And when, because the fear of doing the wrong thing would lead to what? It might lead to 
someone being upset. It mm-hmm. might lead to me getting in trouble. It might lead to emotions mm-hmm. which were very off limits. And it felt scary. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because somebody might be in my same situation with a different personality and, and these things might lead them to a different loyalty. They might have a, a loyalty to pushing back, mm-hmm. you know, to being rebellious. Sure. But for me, this was how I interpret my safety was that I better just do the right thing. Um, which of course we can't all do, you know, mm-hmm. which is right there. You see that it's a childlike perspective, a childlike strategy, because there's no way to do the right thing in every situation right. and there's no way to control life. But when you're a child and you know, you have your, your perceptions, then these are when they're formed. And mm-hmm. so this loyalty in me was formed that I just need to keep doing this right thing. Right. And I, and of course I don't see anything wrong with that because it's my way of survival. Right. So we can't really even judge it and go, why did I do that? Sure. Um, so, so we could say loyalty is a form of protection. I mean, that, that's an important that's the part. Goal. That's, I could think that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. Unspoken goal, spoken goal, illusion or not. It doesn't really matter. It's right. that it, it leads to this perception of feeling or being, uh, protected maybe right. from what could happen. Right. It could have been safety. It could have been mm. just making life make sense, you right. know, or um, feeling peace or, you know, just wanting to feel loved. Okay. So for you, is it as strong as I have to do the right thing? I need to do the right thing. I must do the right thing. Uh, is it? Oh, yeah. It, it feels that palpable. It feels oh, yeah. that visceral. Oh, yeah. It feels that um, loud even. Right. Huh. And, be, which I, mean, I think I know this a bit about you, but the way that you're talking about it, 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 it helps create structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps create maybe some form of, oh, I, I don't think I was as aware of how strong that is for mm-hmm. you. I mean, to the point of sacrifice your own feelings, sacrifice right. what you might need or want in the moment for the common good, right? Because we don't, we don't want there to be any undue emotion or getting in trouble or, yeah, because I think getting in trouble for me meant a lack of access, you know, my mom. So when you didn't do the right thing. Right. She wasn't. According to her. Right. Then. There was often lack of access. I think we weren't, we weren't a family that processed things. We didn't process our emotions. We didn't process our conflict. We just, um, if there was trouble, then, you know, it's either I'm sent to my room or she goes to her room or there's some sort of... Some loss. Yeah, disconnect. And and I crave for that more than anything. And so I think yeah. for me, um, wanting connection, wanting not to be left alone, this was the way I was going to survive that. It's mm-hmm. like, if I can just get it right, if I can just do the right thing and avoid losing that connection. Mm-hmm. So of course... I'm taking this into my, my my marriage because we don't really know we have these loyalties oftentimes until we begin to work through them. And even if you know that you have them, they still can continue to quote unquote protect us. And so um, this is a, this is a structure. This is a loyalty that I have brought into our marriage. And oftentimes it plays out in ways that. Yeah. It plays out with uh, maybe moments where I might be upset or frustrated or disappointed. And I think if we were to watch you and the interaction, and this is true for many of us when we might have conflict is we have a, what's just called a freeze response. Like your body just freezes. Yeah, you panic. Panic. Uh, because therein lies the loyalty of, oh no, uh, I've done something wrong. Right. Yeah. And how, which, which is impossible. Right. We can of never... course it is. Yeah. Especially in marriage. 
Uh, but <laughs> it, again, you know, it makes so much sense given your story around how uh, if if you were to have done something wrong, quote unquote, you would there would be a relational loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen that with you. Mm-hmm. I've seen that with your mother, and it can be really uh, difficult and sad mm-hmm. and lonely, even even as an adult. Mm-hmm. That you'll there'll be maybe a longer period of time where there's a phone call or a text or something mm-hmm. that that you like, like you've talked about that like you can feel in your body this sense of panic of hmm maybe a, a, the belief or feeling that you've done something wrong and the distance that occurs is a is a maybe a confirmation of that the temptation right. is to believe you've done something wrong when there's a disconnection so right because the loyalty isn't just to doing the right thing, but the loyalty is to, if I don't do the right thing, I'm right. going to lose a relationship. Right. And so if I do something, you know, maybe I just, I do say what I need. Maybe mm-hmm. I do stand up for, for what I want in our relationship or even with a friend or even a stranger. And I don't get the response that I expected. There's maybe silence or they don't text me back or right. you are quiet or something. Then I'm automatically going to, my loyalty is just going to jump in and say, Oh, See, you shouldn't have done that because now you're going to lose that relationship or now um, you've done it again. There's such a complexity to loyalty too. I mean, it, it, it's mm-hmm. difficult for us as maybe those of you listening to maybe pause for a moment and say, okay, where, where does my loyalty lie? Go back to what we invited you from the beginning of this conversation of where, where is their loyalty for me? And it doesn't mean there's just one singular loyalty uh, or, or it's sometimes difficult and hard to acknowledge where does my loyalty lie that inhibits or, or um, leads to disconnection in our marriage sometimes? Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes for me, uh, which for many of us, maybe we also can identify this as being potentially true in loyalty, is there's a loyalty to achievement or a loyalty to performance, uh, a loyalty to uh, accomplishment uh, in a way that uh, somehow... Uh, allows the other to move toward particularly true in my own story that 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 was the way I was seen that was the way I was noticed that was the way that there was uh, a f- literally a face being turned toward is if there was some some accomplishment doing something well not just doing something but doing something really well mm-hmm. would uh, you say that it it was a, a a way to express value sure it was a way to valued. It was valued it was a way to be go back to that core construct of being seen and being known mm-hmm. uh, it was not really known, but at least being seen. Right. And so a, much so that if you didn't achieve or perform, that yeah. you would not be valued. <laughs> You'd be... Uh, I had this, uh, don't know if I shared this this weekend. I don't know if I've shared this on here, but this, if I go back to loyalty to performance or being seen, I always wanted to be a, a clown in the circus. I always wanted to ride my... I used to, in my garage when I was growing up, I used to ride the unicycle for hours and I would juggle on my unicycle. <laughs> and, I was, and, and I would have this fantasy this hope this like dream of being a circus in the clown or a clown in the circus riding my unicycle juggling uh and that was a like isn't that just so extreme like that's what a child does you have this longing to be seen but it's so extreme uh and so i think that it's like it's like a play it's like play but it's performance oriented it's a performance oriented way yeah. of being seen and i think that that's a good picture for many of us of what it might look like it doesn't have to be that for those of you listening but i think the way of we long to, to be seen and how do we be seen we stay loyal to the ways that we attempt to be seen there's also a loyalty to be unseen to be not noticed to hide uh and here's another example is we were getting ready for this last weekend, and 
Lisa, you asked me to, to do something on the outside of our barn to get ready. It was a moving of a sign. And I, uh, it was already on the barn. I, and Lisa gently, kindly asked if it could be moved. I, I was irritated. I was frustrated. I was bothered. I don't want to take any more time to do any more things to prepare. I wasn't in a good, uh, I don't know, good mood or good headspace. So I'm up on the ladder. I'm moving this sign. And Lisa's inside the barn. And I just knock on the window of the barn, of the door, to ask you for help. Because I couldn't do it. Uh, meaning I needed to go back down the ladder, get my level, and it just seemed more convenient that Lisa would come out and help. Well, part of my loyalty is to not need. I have to be self-sufficient. I have to be able to take care of it on my own. And so you came out, you were bothered by the request, I think, you, you, because you were preparing wonderfully. For, I had my own I know, things you going did. on. You did, totally legit. Like you were getting ready. I was, I was getting flowers. You were getting flowers. Was in my and, happy place. And she came out. If you were to watch, you might have seen. She just sort of subtly just like, oh, and and that's all it took. Meaning all that happened in that moment was uh, I said one word, which is an unkind word, never mind. Never mind can imply I don't want you or need you. Uh, but what I'm saying in never mind is it's not okay for me to need that part of the story again gets played out is loyalty to me is to not need. That's a fierce loyalty for me. Mm-hmm. I've got this. I'll take, I'll take care of this. I'll figure it out. Uh, and so it's a, it's a quite a vulnerable and you might not hear it as vulnerable, but it's quite vulnerable just to knock on the window and say, Hey, can you help me for a moment? That's really risky for me. It is so freaking risky. And I think for many of us, we have this loyalty that can be something like that. It's that somehow we see our need to be inconvenient and we have this loyalty to believe that, that this loyalty of I'm not going to express my need. I'm not going to offer my need. I'm not going to make my need known. So in that moment, if there was any possible way for you to take care of this Uh, on your own, you would definitely. Definitely do it. Yeah. You're not one that's like, let's do this together. Why don't you help me out? No, it's like, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah, you know that. And and that's been a point of, I don't know, contention or, or disconnect or... Right. That's, that's, that's a whole nother subject, right? Of just, yeah. can I help you? But this time I didn't want to help you. So I now know. it's a different, so, there's a different reason. So when the outcome isn't what we hope for, that's what confirms the loyalty, just like it is for you. When you feel like you're in trouble, mm-hmm. I might re- have a strong reaction. It confirms the outcome and confirms the loyalty that see, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. So I think where we can get stuck sometimes in our marriage, for many of us, is we can be so embedded in in those loyalties and we're not even aware of it. And so our our hope in this conversation is not just, yes, to become aware of the loyalty, a particular loyalty that at times inhibits connection, uh, but what is, which is true for both of us, often there's a foundational element of fear in the loyalty. What am I afraid of? What's the fear? The fear is that, I, I will be too much. I, I, I will need too much. Uh, that, that he or she will be disappointed in me. And so we use loyalty as a way to somehow, again, go back to that place of protection. Mm-hmm. Well, and to really understand what's happening. Because, of course, we're going to take it in this moment that it's something between us that's happening. And I think this is where we get stuck in these this conflict that goes round and round because really nobody's wrong and nobody's right. Mm-hmm. You know, you needed help. I was frustrated. I was trying to do this thing. So then what happened was because I wasn't very 
helpful. You kind of ro- you know rolled your eyes back and just said, "Fine, I'm going to figure it out myself," and really shut down and kind of got down from the ladder and started doing it yourself. And then now you won't let me help. And so now there's there's that loyalty, which now is triggering my other loyalty to, oh no, I didn't do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And now I'm feeling shut out and cut off and like, oh. and so now I'm saying, okay, okay, I'll help you. What can I do? You know, and I finally ended up just going in and I think you finished it yourself. But, um, but I think the point is that we get in these situations like, many times in one day, right? And many times in a week and sure, a sure. lifetime. Mm-hmm. And we were able to return to this more quickly um, because it did dawn on me as I went back in and you finished. I know your story and I know what what this is about and I know what your loyalty is and I know that I wasn't available. You know, it just because we know these things, it doesn't it doesn't equal a perfect response, mm-hmm. but it it does um, help us to repair, and it helps us repair more and more quickly as we understand what's at play. Yeah, I think the the awareness of story is so important. The awareness of uh, what that loyalty is connected to. Sometimes we can hide in our loyalty, meaning that we can can somehow not allow ourselves to be seen for again that fear of exposure, and I think if we were to pause in this conversation for each of you listening to say, where, where, again, where does my loyalty lie? In what ways am I loyal to my own either family of origin, way of being in the world relationally that, that protected me? And, and would we also be able to wonder to ourselves, but also to our spouse or partner or significant other, where we might be aware of their lo- his or her loyalty? Right. Uh, where's my spouse loyal? Or where's my partner loyal? Or where's my, um, significant other loyal what do i notice uh particularly in the realm of where it inhibits connection between us mm-hmm. uh, where's a story this last week or this last month even but particularly last week where did loyalty show up in ways that uh either perpetuated disconnection inhibited connection uh, but but when we become aware of the loyalty on behalf of the other it allows us, I think, to create a, a sense of kindness toward that loyalty as something that was used as a form of protection. It was a mm-hmm. form of safety, mm-hmm. not something just to dismantle or get rid of, um, but to allow to be spoken, to be named, to be seen. Yeah, it's almost virtually impossible to get rid of at this well, sure. point because it's so ingrained in who we are. Yeah, and I don't think that's really the point. The, right, you know, to get rid of it's simply. Not simply, but to go back to awareness that as we become more and more aware of the loyalty, I think what happens is it doesn't have the grip that it might have otherwise when it's not spoken or when Mm -hmm. it's unnamed. Mm -hmm. So our invitation for you as we come to a close is to be somewhat intentional about asking myself that question, where does my loyalty lie? And and how and in what ways does it inhibit or prohibit the connection that I might long for or desire? with my partner, with my spouse, with my significant other. Also, we did want to mention, as we come to an end, uh, that we have another marriage story intensive coming up uh, July 14th through the 16th. And if you are interested, check it out on our website, thereconnectinstitute.com. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage.